Yes, here we are. We are thankfully in full-on summer vacation. But just because we're on break, that doesn't mean we can't start thinking about next fall and the new ideas, strategies, techniques that you want to incorporate into your teaching next year. Unfortunately, there are lots of things that can get in the way of our plans to bring a better experience to our singers. Sometimes those things are related to our subject matter, but other times we fail to implement new teaching strategies due to a lack of focus and commitment, self-doubt, or the dreaded shiny object syndrome. Well, in today's episode of the podcast, I discuss my perspective on all of this and the mantra that I use to cut through the noise and the self-doubt to get things done. Let's get into it. Here we go. And hello, my friends. Welcome to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. My name is Matt Walker. I am your host. Thanks so much for stopping by and joining me for today's episode. Well, the title of today's episode is called Commit, Aim, Fire. You've heard of Ready, Aim, Fire. So this is Commit, Aim, Fire. So a little bit of backstory on this mantra and how uh, I use it, how it came into being. So when I was in high school, I joined the golf team. And so my junior year in high school, my high school decided to start a golf team. We had not had golf previously. And so my coach, one of my coaches uh, that junior year was a guy by the name of Mr. Fisher. He was also my basketball coach for a couple of couple of years. And so he was really sort of my first golf teacher. I had no formal instruction prior to that. And every so often uh, during our golf practice, he would come out with you and uh, play a few holes with you and just kind of give you some tips and talk about strategy on the course and things like that. And so Mr. Fisher is a very funny guy, a bit of a a chain smoker and, uh, you know, crotchety is the word uh, that (laughs) that comes to mind. Very, uh, very sarcastic sense of humor, uh, but just loved learning from him. And so on this particular day, he comes out uh, during practice and uh, joins me uh, and uh, another of my buddies for a few holes. And so, you know, we, you know, play the hole you know we tee off and then we're hitting from the fairway and and I'm doing my usual routine you know going through my practice swings and taking a look because you know, I'm a little nervous you know because the coach is with us and want to make sure I I play well and uh, and then we get up to the green you know finally our ball's on the green and so, you know, I'm walking around the green and trying to read the line, you know, it's what we call uh, call it in golf, where you're trying to figure out which way the ball is going to break. Is it going left to right? Is it going uphill, downhill? Um, and so at that point, you know, putting not really my strong suit. And so I'm really sort of taking a lot of time. And so, you know, I'm getting to the point where I'm about ready to to go and hit my, my putt and uh, Mr. Fisher, my coach, uh, you know, very colorfully, um, you know, I won't use the exact words, but basically said, you know, poop or get off the pot. 
<laughs> if you're familiar with this term. And I was just kind of taken aback a little bit. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm I'm trying to go through my routine. You know, I'm trying to read the green and read the line and, you know, trying to figure out. And he just basically right there on the green said, look, you don't need to go through all of this. It's like your thought process needs to be three things. Every single shot, you need to commit, aim, fire. And I stood there. It's like, what do you mean commit, aim, fire? He's like, well, the very first thing that you have to do is you have to commit. So you have to quickly read the situation on that shot and that shot only right whatever has happened in the past that no longer matters what you 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 can't be thinking about what the next hole what that's going to be like or what the next shot you got to focus on that one shot right and so it's talking about focus but then it's also talking about getting past the self-doubt it's like you know you can't worry about what you just did if you had a bad shot you've got to focus on the task at hand and you need to sort of ignore all of the noise you know everything that doesn't matter uh, to that individual shot you need to focus on that individual shot. Get past your self-doubt. It's like go with your gut. Go with your best instincts, right? And anything, any sort of thoughts of doubt or negativity, especially in golf, if you've ever played golf, that is just the kiss of death. He's like, you've got to get all of that out of your head. It's all about the task at hand. And so going with your gut and reading the situation. And then you've got to commit. Because if you don't commit, if you're wishy-washy, for instance, with this putt, you know, if you're wishy-washy as far as where this ball is going to go, you have very little chance of your putt actually going in. It's like you've got to commit. And if you're wrong, then you're wrong and you learn from that situation. But then you move on on right you uh, as he used to say you flush that shot right you flush it you get rid of it it's gone right and you go on to the next one but you've got to commit you've got to make a decision based on your your past experience and what your gut is telling you how you're reading the situation so you commit then once you commit that's sort of the easy part then it's simply aim Right. So in this case, you are aiming where you want your shot to go, whether you're lining up your putt or whether you're on the tee and you're lining up where you want that initial drive to go. You are then aiming and then it comes into, you know, your past experience and just the the physical how to of making your swing. Right. Whether you're putting or whether you're driving or what you're doing, but you're going uh, based on that that commitment then you're aiming and then it's the actual execution of that shot the execution of that action and fire away right um and some may say that's the easy part if you've ever played golf it's easier said than done right so maybe not the easiest part but i think the most challenging part is that commit and so I'd like to say I made that putt. It was a pretty long putt on this particular day. But I tell you what, I did a lot better putting going forward, not even working on my putting stroke, just simply prescribing to that mantra, 
commit, aim, fire. And it actually made playing the game of golf more enjoyable because it reduced a lot of the stress that was involved because you know what? You just made that commitment and then you go, right? And it wasn't all the worrying and the self-doubt. Plus, it also speeded up play, too. And if you've ever played golf, you know the worst thing is playing behind people that are so slow. And it makes it so boring. It just takes forever. So I made it a more enjoyable experience for everyone involved. So now that we are in full-on summer mode, I have turned into soccer dad. <laughs> or or maybe for this week, uh, it's golf and swimming lesson dad, yeah? Carting my son around to all of his different activities. And my daughter, she's got some different things going on as well. No soccer specifically, although my son is in soccer. He's got a few weeks off from that. But he's got some other things, obviously, that he's going on. And one of them is golf camp. And so he did this a couple of summers ago. where a two-week stint out at the golf course three days a week in sort of a group class. So all of these little kids go and they learn how to play golf. And so while he is there doing his golf camp, I take my clubs and I go over to the practice green or I go over to the driving range and I'm there practicing, getting a little bit of work in uh, because I didn't play hardly at all last spring and summer, of course, with COVID and everything else. And so I'm a little bit rusty. And so I need to uh, get the clubs out and uh, and do some practicing. And so uh, just the other day, I was there on the practice screen. And it occurred to me that with every single putt now, uh, when I do play golf, that I am reminded of that mantra, right? That mantra comes back to me, commit, aim, fire. And it simplifies the process, right? It helps me focus, helps me, you know, just get all of distractions, all of the noise out of the way. It focuses me on the task at hand, helps me to go with my gut. And then whatever it is, I make that commitment, you know, right or wrong. If I'm reading the green wrong, then I learn from that experience, right? And so I'm all basing all of this on my previous experience. And it helps me get through that self-doubt, right? You could sit there forever and doubt yourself in the game of golf about every single shot. But this helps me cut through all of that, making that commitment. And then it's about getting myself lined up with your stance and with your putter or, you know, whatever club you're using and aiming. And so making sure that I am setting myself up for success to be able to execute to the best of my ability. And then the fire, then it's executing that particular shot, right? And so how do we take this then and apply this to our teaching? You know, one of the times this really applies to our teaching is when we think about introducing new strategies or techniques, new experiences into our rehearsals for our singers, right? And I think for choir directors and teachers in general, you know, we're really focused on bringing that excellent experience to our singers. And sometimes that means we're afraid to try new things, you know, we're comfortable with what we know, and we know to that a certain extent, we know how it works, you know, to what extent it works. And so that is a very safe 
safe thing. It's comfortable. It's what we know. And I know if I do these certain things, I'm going to get or likely to get this certain result. But if I try new things, I'm not sure how this is going to go. I don't know how my my singers are going to react. And I, maybe I don't know how, uh, how well it's going to work, you know, how successful are my singers going to be with these new strategies and with these new techniques. And if they aren't successful, well, then I just wasted all of that time, right? So commitment, I think is a big deal for us. We really have to commit to using these new strategies and new techniques. And we have to get over this anxiety, this self-doubt, right? We have to trust ourselves as professionals, you know, that we know what we are doing and that we are going to uh, execute these strategies and techniques to the best of our ability. And then giving ourselves some grace too, and just say, you know what, if this is just a total dumpster fire, I can change, you know, I can change paths and go a different direction and go back to what I did previously, or I can sort of tinker with this new strategy, with this new technique and go in a different direction and adapt it to fit where my singers are currently. So it's making that commitment that I think, uh, in my experience is the biggest hurdle when using new techniques and new strategies, you have to commit to it. You have to get past that self doubt and you have to trust yourself as a professional and also give yourself some grace. Like, you know what, if this doesn't work, I can change direction on this quickly, right? So commit aim fires, making that commitment. And then it's the aim part of the mantra. And so what do I need to do to set my singers up for success? So with a new strategy or technique, that might mean, okay, I need to practice this ahead of time. I really need to plan this out. I really need to strategize how this is going to work in my rehearsal so that it can be as successful as possible that first time through. And then once you go through it that first time through, no matter what it is, then I can evaluate, right? How did it go for me? What can I do better as the teacher? And then how did it go for my singers? And what can I do to adapt this strategy or technique to make my singers even more successful? So that is the aim part of it. And then it's just about the fire. Yeah. The execution of this strategy or this technique. And one thing that can really help with this is, you know, if you're in rehearsal, recording yourself and then going back and evaluating, right? So how did the actual execution go? Did I execute the strategy or the technique how I planned, right? And evaluate. It's like, okay, was the aim part of it? Was the planning of it not 
quite up to snuff or was it my execution? I didn't really execute this technique or this strategy how I planned. So I need to go back and the planning part of it was fine, but I just need to go and try and execute this again. And again, maybe that's us practicing outside of rehearsal no matter what it is and just walking through it mentally or physically before we go into rehearsal with this new strategy or technique, right? So that is how this mantra for me applies to my teaching and incorporating new ideas, strategies, and techniques. So my question for you now is what ideas, strategies, or techniques are you thinking about incorporating into your teaching? Yeah, I know you may just have finished with your school year and you're still, your brain might be in that summer break mode, right? Which I totally get. Mine is too. But you can start to think and start to brainstorm if you haven't yet, right? What ideas, strategies, techniques would you really like to bring to your singers this next year? What could really supercharge their learning, right? What could really bring their level of proficiency up the next level, right? And so thinking about what things you might be able to bring to them this next school year. What's holding you back from trying new things in your teaching? That's my next question. Once you've brainstormed these ideas, what's holding you back from incorporating these ideas, these strategies, these techniques into your teaching, right? Are you having trouble with the anxiety, with the self-doubt? You know, you're nervous. Oh, I'm just, I just don't know if this is going to work. And then if it doesn't work, I've wasted all that time. Maybe I'm just, I'm better off just sticking with what I know, right? Getting past that anxiety, that self-doubt, yeah, getting past questioning yourself. And again, it's getting back to, if you need to, giving yourself some grace and saying, you know what, if this doesn't work... I am a professional. I can shift direction, right? I can change my path quickly to adapt this strategy or this technique to help my singers be as successful as they possibly can if it doesn't work initially, right? So what's holding you back? And just doing some reflection, right? And self-evaluating on what are, what are the, the objections? What are the obstacles that are holding you back from incorporating these different ideas and strategies and techniques into your teaching and helping your singers, right? Making it a better experience for your singers. You know, I came ac- across a quote recently, and I think it very much applies to this situation. The quote was this, the only thing keeping you from the next level is your unwillingness to commit to getting uncomfortable. Let me say that again. The only thing keeping you from the next level is your willingness to commit to getting uncomfortable. And I would take that one step further here in this situation in our teaching. The only thing keeping your singers from the next level is your unwillingness to commit to getting uncomfortable, right? 
We have to commit to trying some new ideas, some new strategies, strategies, some new techniques in order to bring an even better experience, a more efficient, efficient experience, a more productive, more proficient experience to our singers. We've got to be willing to try new things. And trying new things, as I mentioned, there's a lot of self-doubt. And I love this quote. It's, it's not comfortable, right? Change is not an easy thing. It makes us uncomfortable. That is just a human thing, right? That's not specific to teaching. That's just being a human being. So you've got to be willing to commit. I love that quote because it uses the word commit, right? Commit, aim, fire. To commit to getting uncomfortable, right? And once you do that, that makes it much easier to be willing to try new things. Well, what I can tell you is that if this is something that you are struggling with, this idea, all the things that we've talked about in commit, aim, fire, you are not alone. As I said, it's not just a teaching thing. It's a human thing. Committing to change, right? Committing to being uncomfortable and trying new things with your singers. Well, the good news is that there are resources out there to help you grow as a choir director. And one of those being our Choir Director Corner community membership. You know, directing a choir does not have to be a do-it-yourself endeavor, right? I love HGTV, you know, DIY. <laughs> directing a choir does not have to be DIY. It should be a done-with-others endeavor. And that's why I created the Choir Director Corner Community Membership to give you the opportunity to connect and collaborate with like-minded choir directors, people who have been in your shoes, who have tackled your same teaching challenges and can share their experiences. Directing a choir should also not require you to constantly reinvent the wheel which is why the Choir Director Corner Community Membership offers over 50 rubrics, templates, handouts, and yes, repertoire lists, as well as monthly live training workshops that you can quickly incorporate, right? Because we are short on time, quickly incorporate into your daily teaching, saving you oodles of time and frustration. Well, if you are ready to commit to stepping up your game, head on over to choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash membership. Again, that's choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash membership to join today. Well, that is it for today's episodes, my friends. I hope this episode has provided some inspiration and motivation for you to commit to bringing new techniques and strategies to your singers. And I hope your summer is off to a wonderful start. Keep doing your thing. Keep being awesome. And I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. Don't forget to check us out over on Facebook at www.choirdirectorcornergroup.com. Hey.